This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on this muggy Sunday morning. Uh, I'm Walter Rigabon. I'll be your co-host this morning as usual. And as usual, with me in studio... Naz Marchese, how are you doing this morning, Naz? Great, Wally. How about you today? I'm uh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much. Been a busy week in sports. We've got a interesting show coming up. Of course, we want to talk about the uh, Lou Lamorello signing. We want to talk about uh, the David Hearn. Uh, hopefully, we have a chance to talk a little bit about the Pan Am Games. And we've got something special coming up today, an incredibly important topic. And we've got two special people with us in studio to talk about that topic. Uh, uh, we have Dr. Lee Bingham. Uh, we'll be introducing him formally uh, a little bit later. And Kim Mason is with us as well. We'll be talking about uh, mental health, uh, how it affects, uh, how it affects uh, people, how it affects athletes, and uh, certainly a very important topic. And I know a topic that's come uh, home to you recently in your, in your life, Naz, and we'll talk about that as well as you've, uh, you've been uh, personally affected by some of these issues in in the very very recent past, and we'll be getting to those uh, topics shortly. But just a quick wrap up on some of the week's sports events. And as you were on seven forty a.m., I think yeah. you were at Gold Thursday, Hawk. Thursday on Gold Hawk. Gold Hawk gave you the call, and uh, of course the big uh, big news in Toronto Maple Leaf Land. Uh, and it always seems we uh, the Leafs somehow get into our show one way or the other. But a signing that in some reports came out of nowhere. Lou Lamorello, nobody but nobody had predicted that Lou Lamorello would have been the general manager of the Toronto I don't Maple think he even, he even predicted it. He didn't <laughs> predict it either. But I know that you were uh, had some fairly controversial comments on the Goldock show. Anything you want to yeah, share Dale, with Yeah, Dale the... asked me Thursday morning and uh, to come on about 11.40 and I, I came on. He asked me about Lou Lamorello, what I thought of the signing. And he was expecting great things. He was going to promote Lou Lamarillo, and I didn't. Okay. I think it's the worst signing they could make. That's 10, 15 years ago, I would have agreed with that signing, not today. That's uh, pretty strong words from uh, Naz Marchese on the <laughs> Naz and Wally Sports Hour. The uh, uh, the worst signing uh, 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 elaborate somehow, Naz. Not that I disagree well, here, with you, but... Here's a, here's why, a why? guy Here's a guy who's with New Jersey, and he's put the team at the cap that they have right now, and they're one of the worst teams in the NHL. So he left that team in a shambles, talent-wise, and he's coming to the Leafs. What are we going to do with that guy? Uh, is age, uh, I mean, somebody, somebody... I didn't bring up age. I well, didn't bring it up. Can we bring it up? 
I was Kim? wondering that if we're, it was ageism, if that's why. Where's Zoomer here? I didn't want to bring up that he's seventy-two. Of course, that's, <laughs> that's the age demographic. You're that's, right. Uh, that's Kim. Uh, Kim Mason. Uh, if our listeners don't recognize the voice, Kim Mason, of course, is on the show to talk about some issues today. But she's a uh, she's a former broadcaster and never uh, never known to withhold her opinions. And those dulcet, <laughs> sweet tones that introduce you—that sounds a little familiar to me. The voice of the Naz and Wally Sports mm, Hour. Right. Anyways, a pleasure to have you. Uh, throw your two cents worth in, Kim. And I'm an Maple Leaf fan, so... <laughs> oh, that's good. You're in good company yeah, here. Now I know why we're going to talk about depression. Yeah, that's, of course, the, uh, the, that's the voice of, of Dr. Lee Bingham, who I'll be giving you a formal introduction shortly, doctor. But uh, going back to Lou Lamorello, uh, 72, and I've got, you know, Lamorello's accomplished quite a bit and I don't uh, you know we uh, sometimes we disagree Naz I think on this one uh, we have a little bit of a meeting of the minds um, and I you know do we quibble with age whatever if you can still do the job you can still do the job I, I sort of have the same opinion that you are Naz I think uh, Lou's better days may have been behind him I, I I would have thought that you bring in a Lou Lamorello in sort of the same type of role that you have Scotty Bowman in in Chicago I think that would have been the perfect role for for Lou Lamorello here as as a consultant, as a go-to guy. I mean, they're they're saying he's filling the chair for a couple of years till got Kyle Dubas is ready to take no. over the role. And, and 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 if by signing Lou Lamorello, we are saying that Kyle Dubas is the next general manager of the Toronto Isn't Maple Leafs. Terrible. He's been uh, in the I, organization I, one year. He hasn't proven a darn thing. And they're making him the next general manager. Well, now let's that, get back. That's, let's, that's, let's, that's, that's our take on it. I, Wally, I mean, let's get back. Said, let's get back that. to Lou Lamarillo being yeah. a, um, a spokesperson for the Leafs or helping them out. Yes, they already have that guy. They've had Cliff Fletcher for fifty years. Cliff Fletcher's still paid by the Toronto Maple Leafs. What do they need Lou Lamarillo for? Well, you got you're hot this morning, Naz. No, I mean, know. this one, this topic got you excited. <laughs> yeah. uh, keep going here. Keep going. It's the wrong <laughs> signing. It really is. If you told me Scotty Bowman was coming in, I may change my mind because Scotty's mind is still very sharp. But Cliff Fletcher is already there for that. They didn't. They didn't need. They didn't need Lamarillo. Anyways, we'll certainly see how that story pans out. Uh, just before we go to break, we've got another story that is developing out in Oakville at Glen Abbey, and certainly going to be an exciting afternoon in in golf in Canada. David Hearn, the pride of I believe Brantford, Brantford Ontario. Yeah. Um, is in the lead at the Canadian Open. First time a Canadian has been in the lead since 2004 when Mike Mike Weir Weir. uh, went to three playoff holes, unfortunately, and and, uh, didn't win. And a Canadian has not won the Canadian Open golf in 61 years. I can only imagine the pressure that's on David Hearn. He's got a whole nation behind him today, and it certainly would be an incredible feat if he can meet this pressure and uh, and take home and take home the Canadian Open trophy. He's got a couple of heavyweights uh, uh, that are that are certainly going to push him. He's in the final group with with Bubba Watson, and uh, he's got Jason Day, who's one of my favorite golfers and certainly a great golfer. So certainly uh, we wish David all the best. We uh, we can certainly uh, we don't have to be objective on this show. We're we're fans, and uh, I'd certainly love to see David Hearn win the. 
be the first Canadian to win the Canadian Open golf in 61 years. Yeah, he deserves this because he's been in a couple of playoffs where he looks like he was going to win the tournament. He hasn't won his first tournament. It'd be great to, for him to win today. He does have two of the top 10 golfers in the world chasing him. So it's not going to be easy, but let's pull for him. Is, uh, David Hearn has, has done extremely well on the tour, and it's this may be his breakthrough moment. We're certainly uh, looking forward to it. I'll be watching it this afternoon. We're just about to go to break. Uh, we'll be uh, just before we do. We, I just want to announce a contest. The good people at Pizzaville, who, of course, who've been sponsoring our show and have been uh, great supporters of the Nazawali Sports Hour, these kind people, I'd like to thank uh, Angelo and Nella and Stephanie, are donating a couple of packages to the Rogers Cup. The Rogers Cup, of course, tennis uh, over at the uh, center over at York University coming up uh, in August. We have two tickets, two packages. Uh, Packages contain two bronze tickets, a parking voucher, and a 25 Pizzaville gift card for Tuesday, August the 11th. And these are uh, worth quite a f- bit of money. It's a fantastic tournament. You've got the world's best tennis players coming in. And all you have to do is just give us a call. Give us a call right now, 416 First two callers will get these great packages worth a couple hundred dollars. And uh, once again, 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Call in right now and claim your Rogers Cup packages. We'll be going to break. We'll be right back with Dr. Lee Bingham and Kim Mason. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. <clears throat> pound three six three six. No. Pound three six three six. No. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Ooh, ooh. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Huh, that's got a ring to it. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound three six three six. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North deck systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. 
At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are, of course, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740 radio. We have a very important topic we need to discuss this morning, and we're pleased to have with us in studio Kim Mason. Kim Mason is, of course, the voice of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, but she's also a mental health professional and a broadcaster. Good morning. This is early. I couldn't believe passing the golf courses and how early you guys play. You got so much passion, Kim. You haven't changed a bit. <laughs> Anyways, we do want to uh, um, introduce, of course, our other special guest. And we're pleased to have with us Dr. Lee Bingham. Dr. Lee Bingham is a, uh, is a family practitioner in the, in the town of Woodville, Ontario. He's been uh, in practice for 33 years. And he's currently joining the Multidiscipline Health Associates Clinic at 1 St. Clair West in Toronto, as a medical psychotherapist. And of course, the topic of discussion this morning is depression and mental health, which is of course a serious topic. And, uh, and it, that's a topic that has had a huge impact on my co-host, Naz Marchese, mm-hmm. in the last little while. Uh, Naz, uh, something happened uh, in your life yeah. in the last few weeks, and I'd, I'd, we'd really appreciate if you could share that with yeah, our we listeners. Had a- we had a, in our junior days when we had the uh, King Wild, uh, we had uh, Jonathan Adams on our team, and he played for our organization for three years. John was a terrific kid, and he, he suffered from mental depression and uh, took his own life about three weeks ago. And uh, we're, this is why we're here, to make awareness to people. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of people in the past couple of weeks, and it's amazing how many people are affected by it and have been affected by it. And I didn't think the number was that high, but it's incredibly high. Kim uh, and uh, Dr. Lee, um, these are discussions and topics that uh, hit close to you home for both of you, both in in your professional lives and in your personal lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, 
about your experiences and uh, and your thoughts on uh, on these these uh, issues that are of course of utmost importance. Well, the interesting thing talking about Jonathan is, uh, and and I'll deal with sports first. Is that um, you know they say one in five people are affected by mental illness, and people seem to assume that athletes are immune to mental illness. We see them as not mere mortals. I mean, how many? I remember speaking of being a Zoomer myself, Bruce Jenner, and all of those guys back in the day at the Olympics. And we don't know. Sometimes there's a fall from grace or Sugar Ray Leonard. When he retires, they talk about athletes that they have not one but two deaths first at retirement. But many well, of them... Let me just, let me yeah, just go interrupt ahead. you uh, there. Because um, uh, I've, heard, I've heard that before and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Zoomer too and if I don't get if I for, if I don't get my point in, I'll forget it. So I, I, I apologize for interrupting, but you 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 touched on this uh, concept of of uh, of a second death, like they go they go through it twice. And and when an athlete retires, especially a professional athlete, it's almost like something has died for them. Expound upon that. Well, a lot of it is their self-identity. I mean, who they were, they ate. I mean, for Sugar Ray Leonard in particular, they ate, they slept. I mean, they breathed. He breathed boxing all the time, surrounded by people telling him how great he was, people, sports people, uh, celebrities, and so forth. So what do you have to give if all you are is a boxer, and then that's not in your life anymore? So there's a huge issue with, uh, with self-identity and not knowing who you are. Because in many ways, unless you have support, you have to, you're going to die a death and then it's almost like a rebirth. You have to reinvent yourself. So he found it horrible. Uh, Clara Hughes, the incredible Canadian athlete, swimmer Ian Thorpe. I, I mean, there's so many stories of athletes. You know, we have the Pan Am Games ending today. I'm not going to get into the Kanye West little thing going on right now, <laughs> but uh, which is happening just up the road. But, you know, there's going to be, as much as we're celebrating Toronto, we've done this, we've done that, there's going to be a number of athletes going home that are going to be perhaps they felt like maybe they disappointed their countrymen, they disappointed fans, and now some of them will be retiring and they're going to come and think, what will we do next? What is it I do? And many of them now we've gotten smart. We do have sports psychologists to support these people, but the problem with some of the sports psychologists is that they're supporting them as far as the athletic event and not the emotional background and what they need to have. We're pleased to have with us in studio this morning Dr. Lee Bingham, of course. Uh, he's, uh, he's working with the uh, Health Associates Clinic at 1 St. Clair West in Toronto as a medical psychotherapist. And uh, Dr. Bingham, thanks for joining us, first of all. Thank you. For it's a pleasure having, having you here. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about your work as a medical psychotherapist. What does a medical psychotherapist do? And uh, tell us about some of the issues that Kim and I just taught, how you get exposed to some of those in your practice. Yeah, the um, medical psychotherapist is uh, a physician, a medical doctor, who has taken extra training in, in um, psychotherapy. It could be any kind of range of psychotherapy, but is examining the mind-body connection and the uh, importance of um, uh, the whole person. And um, I deal with uh, people with mental problems, with emotional problems, with uh, 
symptoms and problems in their in their body functions and in their relationships and work problems. So it's a, a wide uh, spectrum of, of conditions that I deal with. It's very much medically based, looking for medical causes of, of anxiety and depression and trying to rule out um, uh, the medical uh, and treat the medical because much of psychotherapy is um, uh, ha- ha- much of psychotherapy is psychological and emotional but we mustn't forget that a large part of, of emotional problems stem from medical actually medical causes when you say medical causes what do you mean are we talking about brain chemicals are we talking about electrical stimulation in the brain uh, t- tell us what that means we're talking about all of these things we're talking about uh, such things as uh, mental illnesses, which are hereditary or are from society or from uh, uh, growth development problems. We're talking about mind uh, neurological diseases, such as degenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, Huntington's uh, MS, uh, epileptiform diseases. Those are all neurological diseases. We're talking about endocrine diseases, which is pancreas and diabetes and thyroid and a whole host of, of glandular diseases. We're talking about drugs and deficiency states and debilities. And we're talking about inflammatory issues such as STDs or AIDS or Lyme's disease, sleep apnea, immune system disorders. We're talking about cardiac diseases. We're talking about um, cancers. We're talking about... So is it, is it, is it fair to say when, uh, when you know, we're talking about mental health, there could be, there could be uh, a zillion medical reasons... And, and that's why they have to be. And so, out. you know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the public perception is when somebody's suffering from mental health, you can just flip a switch and turn it off, or you just talk to them. I mean, it's not that simple, is it? No, this, <laughs> no, it needs to be ruled out before really appropriate therapy can be applied. Dr. Bingham, the concussions part of the uh, of sports, we've been dealing with a few people in the sports world with concussion problems. How does that affect depression? <laughs> Okay, if I if you give me a leave, I will go back a little <laughs> bit to uh, the uh, end of the ice age when um, my father was one of the Maple Leaf doctors, and uh, Teeter oh. Kennedy, the ex-captain of the Leafs, gave me his seat any game I wanted to come and watch. In those days, those were the days of the three years in a row Stanley Cup wins, and in those days it was interesting that I could go into the locker room after the Stanley Cup game and hand my stick around, and each player would sign my stick. Tim Horton, Frank Mohavlich, Red Kelly. You're going to get so many calls from me. You're going to get one from me. <laughs> I gave the stick to my father to safeguard, and he one day he told me that he'd given, away to the, given it away to the mover because the mover wanted the stick. Oh, my God. Anyway, bringing to concussions, it's a huge issue. It's on the table right now. There's lots of discussion about it. We talk about the mental health problems of Clara Hughes or some of the mental illness issues, but here we're talking about an actual physical head injury concussion from hockey, football, Chris Pronger. We know about the stories from the NFL. We know the stories of boxers, Muhammad Ali. We know stories uh, currently how uh, even Don Cherry says over and over, do not get trapped with your face to the boards if you think you're going to be boarded. Do not allow yourself to have a concussion. And concussions have stopped the careers of Eric Lindros and many other players. And uh, so concussion is a huge issue. They're even now considering banning heading in soccer, or as the English call it, football. Uh, and, And also the helmets are being made better by the team from sick kids uh, to protect kids in hockey. 
So this whole area of concussion, the reason why it's so important is it's one of the medical causes of depression and suicide. And this is, the, of course, the most darkest side of depression. Now, you've had uh, some experiences in, uh, in your practice. Uh, anything you'd care to share? Um, I'd like to, at some point, uh, talk about um, patients of my, my, my own patients who have been touched by uh, suicide and, 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 uh, um, and how, how it's affected their, their lives and their families' lives. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Please. Uh, so uh, in, in, in Little Woodville, where I work, uh, it's a hockey town, and um, uh, one of my patients uh, was a young man of 20 who three years ago hung himself uh, and and uh, it was a tremendous tra- tragedy of tr- tremendous proportion because this man had been a young philant- philanthropist for the community. He'd been a community leader. Uh, he'd 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 and was an exceptional hockey player and could have gone on to higher level hockey. Uh, when he died, the family, uh, his Maggie and Elroy, his parents and his sisters Abby and Brooke, started up the NJ5. Nolan Jewell is his name. NJ5 was the organization's name, and that organization has 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 through has through uh, fundraising and through ball tournaments and through marathons, raise money and awareness for suicide and has sent skates and hockey equipment up north to the First Nations Reserves and has provided clothing for other uh, 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 disadvantaged children. So this has been, I salute that family, I salute that organization, uh, and going back to six degrees of, uh, of separation, the phenomenon of six degrees of separation, uh, his cousin is Cole Butterworth, who is the OHL uh, marketing director, uh, so, um, uh, who's, who's well known in the city. And so he, he's also involved in, in promoting and, and, and uh, making uh, aware this uh, very serious uh, silent epidemic. We're talking, of course, to Dr. Lee Bingham. Dr. Lee Bingham, Bingham is uh, with the Health Associates Clinic at One Sinclair West in Toronto, working as a medical psychotherapist. And we're, of course, talking with Kim Mason, mental health professional and broadcaster. And we've been talking about uh, mental health and depression. And uh, you've been exposed to it, Kim, and you've seen out in the community in, in your work. Uh, Definitely. And I wanted to add to what Dr. Bingham said. You know, it's really important, especially for those in the Zoomer age group, to have medical workups. And I'll tell you why. Levels, doctors will do laboratory work such as things like B12, low B12 levels. There's a correlation with with depression. Serotonin levels also a correlation with depression. So medical workups are really important. And the other thing I think that people need to know, because there's a difference between gender as far as who will seek, it's usually the women that will you know, we're socialized as far as we talk to friends and acquaintances, and we will seek the help, whereas men are sometimes more private, they're more proud, they have gender roles, which are supposed to be strong and providers in many ways, and they don't go and they don't ask for for help at all. Um, The interesting thing is, too, and as we get older, is sometimes there's something in the community known as the three Ds, which is delirium, depression, 
and dementia. And I cannot tell you how many times people come into hospital and they're either misdiagnosed, if you don't know, get a really good family history from somebody who's there, when something as simple as a urinary tract infection can cause a delirium and then someone's diagnosed or the person, a doctor thinks it's, it's a dementia. So these are all things for the medical workup. The other thing is which I want to touch upon with Dr. Bingham because he came into my life personally as well, is that it is not one size fits all. You know, we all go out there and we find somebody with a shingle who says psychiatrist or social worker or whatever. When someone does well in therapy, it's based on that relationship. So first of all, it doesn't matter about the person's credentials. What matters is that you feel respected and the person's going to listen to you. And it's not always medication-based. A lot of psychiatrists have lists now that are at least a year. You have to wait at least for a year. And some people, when you need somebody, you need them now. And, of course, there's 911s, there's St. Elizabeth's, there's CCAC, there's all of these areas. CAMH in Toronto is well-known, and they have an emergency department. So it's really important to get help. But with the, what I found out about with the GP psychotherapist is that they're not a medication model. They will be in touch with your family doctor or perhaps with your psychiatrist and work as a team. And a team is really important, like a sport. You've got these people supporting you. But GC, GP psychotherapists, there's a group. They're throughout Ontario. And what they do is sometimes people have something. They practice cognitive behavior therapy. We can talk about different modalities, and some do hypnosis. But what I like about the GP psychotherapist is that you go in there and they listen and you can be there and you're talking. So it's not just a medication model where they're throwing medication at you. And the other interesting thing about medication, it's not like you and I, Wally, taking a Tylenol. We hurt our knee. We take it. The pain might go away in 15, 20 minutes. Medication that's out there, and I don't want to sound like Jenny McCarthy, you know, the stuff with autism. Good God, no, because people, some people do need medication. But with antidepressants and so forth, it's not going to take effect 15 minutes later. And there's a lot of stigma and rather misinformation about the antidepressants too. Sometimes it takes weeks or even a month or so before it kicks in. Now what happens if you have a doctor who gives you one and it's not one size fits all? What antidepressant might work for you will not work for me. So it's a trial and error. And there was also in the news, you know, all of these things we read in the paper about antidepressants correlation with suicide. It's not the antidepressant that caused people to actually complete the act. What happens, it's sort of like ECT, which is controversial in and of itself, electroconvulsive therapy, is that the antidepressant, before it deals with the depression, you have energy first. So because when you're in the throes of depression, the analogy that I use is you can be on that bed and you feel like you are covered in a black shroud. And if you have that magic pill beside you, you can't even get up and get it to help yourself. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. So the antidepressants give you the energy that you feel first before taking away the depression. So that's a difficult time to complete the act. You get the energy first to do it. Kim, Kim and, yeah. and the doctor. Um, Do you find that uh, people are reluctant to go for help? Because I see that, right? And especially the young kids. Well, sure. Look at the stigma associated with you. You're weak. There's something wrong with you. And some of the the biggest, the fittest, the smartest people I know have suffered depression or things like even schizophrenia. I've had patients that doctors said to me, go talk to this guy. He thinks he knows Einstein's theory of relativity. I must have sat there and listened to this guy for 45 minutes 
I walked out and said, Doctor, I think he does. He was very, very bright. It's just sometimes the wiring, but very, very bright people. We live in a society now where there are all sorts of demands. You've got this and that. Social media, I mean, it's coming at you all the time. We have lots of stresses. We have pressures. We have marital breakups. Uh, we've got divorces. We've got losses of partners. I mean, suicide rates and depression. If you lose somebody you love, that's also a cause. I mean, there's so many different causes. When I'm, I'm con- Constantly, um, I'm constantly, um, and I shouldn't be shocked. <coughs> excuse me, at the uh, amount of problems suffered by professional athletes. You think these people have the world by the tail? Mm-hmm. Um, they're famous. They're good-looking. They've got all the money in the world. Um, but the incidence of depression and, and mental health amongst athletes is, is sometimes staggering as well. Uh, I mean, you talk about Steve Montador, uh, NHL player, Junior Seau, and, and some of this may be concussion-related, but some of it isn't concussion-related. And, uh, I mean, I, I guess the point is that uh, there's no boundaries to any of this stuff. It, 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 uh, it, it, will, it, can, it can attach to anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. It can attach to anybody. Well, it's harder as well for athletes because some of them, you know, we don't look at as as mere mortals. And, you know, there's this whole misperception of them. But first of all, they have to they are just driven that they have to 24 7 they are eating and breathing their sport there's all sorts of pressure from society from it it must be so difficult it is for a professional athlete it must be so difficult for a professional athlete given given what they have had to do to get to where they got in life to have to go in Mm -hmm. to a doctor and say, I need help. Well, not only that. And also remember that uh, on top of all that uh, uh, focused uh, drive to get them to the top, they still stand the same chance of mental illness as in the general population, which is approximately 4 to 15%. This is hereditary. Uh, based uh, mental illness. So they've, they've got their normal percentages their normal sense of probabilities, and then they've got whatever's induced by their culture of their being a professional athlete, by their brain injuries Yes, in a, in and, a lot of them. And there's a saying, you know, very few good-looking people survive to 40, uh, <laughs> survive their good looks. I can't – I know I've never heard that one well. before, but uh, meaning, but means what? Meaning that if – if the outside person has been the thing, been the been the persona to the world, they haven't had to really work on their inside person, and so that's why that's interesting. Saying is, uh-huh. But they talk about with athletes too. You know, it takes physical, mental, and emotional extremes really required to to achieve anything in athleticism. Never mind Olympic medals. But in, think about this. I mean, obsessive compulsive um, and manic personalities are sometimes seen in athleticism as single as single mindedness rather, and a drive that's necessary to compete and be successful. So sometimes some of the things that we would see in be diagnosed in mental illness is something that drive and that focus that gets somebody to a, a success in their sport. Yeah, certainly. Anyways, we, we've got to go to break shortly, but be, before we go to break, I want to leave this one with you, Dr. Bingham, um, and, you know, we, you can, uh, we can explore it when we come back from break. Um, when we've talked about concussions, and I've made the point um, 
I've made the point on the on the on the uh, show before. I don't I don't even like to call them concussions because I not that it trivializes it. It really doesn't explain. Wh- you know, it just a concussion seems to be some sort of a of a buzzword. It's really a brain injury. Yes, and I, I think if you call it brain injury, it, it gives you a totally different perspective about what we're mm-hmm. talking about here. And when we come back from the break, I want to I want to go into the into that issue. What actually happens during this during this event when your brain gets injured, and 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 how that affects the ongoing um, you know mental health of an athlete. Uh, how a brain recovers from that and what happens when the brain doesn't recover, how that changes your personality, how that changes your entire existence. Because at the end of the day, you know, you've got, you've got professional athletes. Um, you know, some of them are on, like some of these guys had, you know, 10, 15 brain injuries during their career. Like when you call them concussions, oh, they had 15 concussions, whoopee-doo. 15 brain injuries. Wow, why are we sending them back out there? But, you know, I guess that's their choice. But uh, certainly want to talk about that when we come back from the break. And uh, just before we go to the break, uh, we've got some other, uh, some other uh, paraphernalia prizes we want to give away. We started with it last Sunday. Uh, if you go online to the nazanwali.ca website, we are giving away a promotional item with our, sh- our golf instructor, Sean Clement. Uh, if you go on there, you enter our contest. Sean Clement is one of the top ten golf instructors in the world, according to Swingman.golf. He, uh, if you're passionate about golf or you're taking it up, believe me that one hour spent with Sean Clement will turn your game around. Or he will set you on the right path. And if you go to nazanwally.ca, you enter that contest. Sean has graciously offered three one-hour lessons to three different listeners. Go on and enter. We will start pulling names out of a hat next Sunday to three lucky listeners. We'll be right back after the break. More with Kim Mason and Dr. Lee Bingham. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... uh, Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping and painting. The True North Deck System, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. 
Most prices are competitive. We'll likely save you money, too. But the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics. On time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're in the home stretch here in studio with us, Dr. Lee Bingham and, of course, Kim Mason. Uh, during the break, Dr. Um, had a couple ideas you wanted to, to go over uh, when we came back on the air and uh, feel free to, uh, to take us back to what you wanted to discuss. Yes, just before answering your question from before the break, I wanted to clarify that there are medical and mental illnesses that are true bills, serious conditions that do require psychopharmacology and, and, and treatment with medications. Psychiatrists are the experts in this area, and it's an extremely important part of mental health. The second thing was that the four foundational points or foundational uh, table legs of depression are diet, exercise, sleep, and, and the human support system. These four are vital to any treatment of depression. And this is where the team approach comes, which Kim was talking about, how uh, all kinds of ancillary or uh, uh, so associate uh, professionals can help with this, um, be they massage therapists, uh, chiropractors, uh, nutritionists, uh, and, and all, all the uh, specialists associated with it. Now, as far as brain injury, it's a very good question. What happens is we have a hard helmet of a skull. Inside that helmet is a, a relatively soft mass of tissue, and it's, it's, it is supported and suspended in a bath of liquid. Uh, 
And there are small arteries, veins, and nerves, and all the attaching connected tissue from the brain to the skull. And when it's whacked, front, back, sideways, whatever happens, that skull, that brain within the skull, bangs back and forth against the hard shell of the uh, brain. And it causes damage to whatever part of the brain that has been affected, also tearing micro tears and tears to the arterial supply of the brain. Doctor, yeah, sorry to interrupt there. Um, uh, getting into the whole issue, and you've done a great job of telling us, <laughs> scaring us, uh, quite frankly. And I, I want to want to turn it over to Kim. Uh, you're a mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had a young child today, listen to what Doctor Bingham just said. Uh, would you have any uh, concerns about uh, putting a young child into minor hockey and exposing them to uh, minor hockey or football, exposing them to brain injury? Is that something parents should be concerned about? I, I think now, you know what, we've got we've got helmets now designed by people that are experts, engineers, and so I wouldn't. And I think on the whole, you have to, you know, you're weighing safety versus a sport. I still think sportsmanship and being an athlete is huge. I have three sons and all three played hockey. And, you know, they're now adults. And I think uh, that building of team and camaraderie and athleticism is important. So no, I would have no issues today. And going back to you, Dr. Bingham, um, a lot of athletes and, you know, brain injuries have become very prominent in professional sports in the recent past. We've talked about it on the show. We talked to the lawyer who uh, who is suing the NHL on behalf of a whole bunch of ex-players. We talk, talked to Joe Delamalure, who's in legal action with the NFL. Uh, we've talked to uh, John, I believe it was John Branch, Naz, help me out, uh, the Branch, Pulitzer, yeah. uh, who the wrote writer. the book about yeah. Derek Bugard. Uh, we yeah. had him on the show. So we've certainly talked about brain injuries in professional sports quite a bit on this show. But I, I, do, I do want to get the medical perspective and take advantage of your expertise. Um, a lot of athletes have uh, decided they're going to donate their brains to uh, after they pass away so that they can be looked at and researched. And there's this whole brain uh, a disease called CTE, which I can't even pronounce it, uh, <laughs> chronic tra- traumatic something Encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. I can't even pronounce it, but that's what they're looking for. And uh, a lot of athletes, we've talked about a few of them, Pronger, uh, Lindros, uh, there's, there's Montador, uh, Junior Seau. The list is endless uh, who suffered multiple concussions. Wade Bielak also. Wade Bielak. Yeah. The list of athletes is, and they suffered uh, all of these brain injuries during their career. And you did a, good, you did a great job of explaining to us what happens inside the actual cranium, I guess, is, is what they call it. And, you know, it's your brain's floating around in a fluid-filled sack, and it's basically like your head being thrown against the windshield. Um, but when, when they go and, and, and check these brains after these athletes pass away, uh, what do they find? What, in, do they, what do they find, and, and what they find, what does it mean? In most cases, and I don't mean to scare parents and children, uh, the brain is, has a protective mechanism, uh, and the helmets uh, are very sophisticated. Actually, they design helmets by checking how woodpeckers survive uh, because they're always hitting their head. So the helmets are designed... Never heard that on one before. Yeah. I learned something today. Uh, <laughs> so I don't mean to scare parents. That, that, that This is in the worst-case scenario where these bad head injuries occur. The, uh, uh, as far as looking at the pathology of the brains once they do- donate them to science, they often see a condition re- resembling something like Alzheimer's or something like a degenerative disease, a very early degenerative disease that usually is seen much, much later in life. 
Have they done any studies at all in terms of how many brain injuries you need to uh, – I presume it's probably different for every individual human being. But is there sort of a threshold where at some point in time after you've suffered uh, a a few of these where you really got to think, you know what, it's time to retire here? I think they're bringing in new rules as as the experts find out these answers. I don't know them myself, but I know that the neurosciences are looking into these uh, uh, predictors for when to call it quits. When to call it quits. Can you see the signs of uh, that in a patient when you see them? Can you see anything that – how do you – maybe I'm not asking the question right. How do we prevent these kids or these people – to go to that extent where they take their own life. You were in the area of suicide. Um, Suicide, are there predictors for suicide, which is an important question. And I've made a small mnemonic, which means just a list of letters to remind us of of the things we look for to predict suicide. S means sex, the gender. Males are more uh, uh, Mm -hmm. common than females, four to one. male or female completed suicide. Lack of significant support systems is really important. If they're unsuccessful attempts, this is a 27% increased lifetime risk of suicide from an an unsuccessful attempt to a completed attempt. These people are at extremely high risk. Identification with family members, especially members who have in their family history mental illness such as alcoholism or, or suicide. And there's also... Uh, chronic illness, which we've talked about in terms of the uh, chronic illness with the concussions, very important. Depression itself has a 15% lifetime increased risk of suicide, completed suicide, as it does drug abuse. So these are, are huge uh, warning signs. Age, a young male schizophrenic or, a, or an older male who's abandoned or divorced or isolated who's involved with alcohol is more likely to kill themselves. And mixed psychiatric and behavioral conditions lead to 4 to 8% increased risk of lifetime completed suicide. And lethability is the L of suicidal, and lethability is the planned method. That is, if you have access to uh, firearms. And losses of loved one, losses, divorce, relationship breakdown, loss of job, traumatic life changes, and traumatic life changes such as amputation or paralysis. These people are at a a very high risk. I'd just like to add one more thing about uh, suicide in athletes or in young people. It's very difficult for parents and, and, and those suicide survivors to cope with these things. The reason is, is on the street, if some, if some young athlete kills themselves, the people think it must be that they've had a mental illness. This may or may not be true, but the poor parent is stuck in a catch-22. If they have missed the mental illness, that's their fault. If the child hasn't had a mental illness, how come they haven't spotted the problem or spotted the solution? So they're in a catch-22. It leads to social isolation. It leads to embarrassment, shame, and it leads to an inability to get together in groups to deal with 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 uh, with loss. I've done grief and mourning groups. I've done loss groups, child loss groups for years with my co-therapist Gail, and but I've never been able to gather together a suicide group. Uh, suicide survivor group because of this social isolation. 
Thank you, Dr. Bingham. Uh, and, and I've been involved with groups where, you know, it finally came out. It was a, a parent group where finally two people did admit their children took their lives, but it had to be in an environment of trust. Uh, the problem is that sometimes, you know, before when you had experts leading the group is that the person leading the group was known as the experts. But now I think many books written by Dr. Alan Wolfelt provide immeasurable support for people. And they talk now about with grief support as it's called companioning companioning the person that's going through grief, that the leader or the professional is not the expert, but the griever is actually the expert. I did not admit at a, as a broadcaster and as a professional before that I have gone through this. But I have. I have actually, you know, I, I've had depression. I was there in Somalia, saw some horrendous things during the Civil War. And people that are out there listening, that are, are health care providers, that are out there, that are working in eMERGE services, these are the people that are also prone. If you're even there in an accident scene, many people who just bore witness or watched TV with 9-11 suffered PTSD, mm -hmm. suffered depression. And so it is pervasive in our, in our whole society. I also lost my son, James a year and a half ago and losing a child my heart goes out to Jonathan's parents Doug and Maya who I spoke to the other day because when you lose a child it changes you forever you're never the same person you will not have the same friends your life at almost and not that I'm particularly religious it's like the Bible they talked about BC and AD and now my life is sort of during James and after James your priorities change and for me and for many people out there hospices I had gone to Matthew's house hospice in Alliston and they put you either alone with a support person I saw Wendy Graham who is I think one of the best grief counselors counselors going. Dr. Bingham, I went there. Actually, the day that James died, I have no idea how I did it, but I knew that I should go see him. And you need support because people, you know, well-meaning families and friends, they say such inappropriate things and they just don't know. And it's really speaking about themselves when they say things like, he's in a better place. When they say things like, you have other children or I know how you feel, that is the number one phrase that you would never say. You don't know unless you've gone through it, unless you've lost a child. And people are also prone to, I find, when you lose a child or somebody close, to talk about their own periods of loss, even losing their dogs. Now, I've got lots of dogs. I'd be completely mm -hmm. bereft. So losing a child is transformative. And also the thing, too, when Dr. Bingham was touching upon suicide, I, I mean, this is a show that could go on forever to tell yeah. you the truth. But people, older men are more prone because these are highly functioning people. They lose jobs, divorces. When you start getting diseases, these are the people we have to look for, people where you cannot see signs and symptoms. Very quickly, mm -hmm. Kim, uh, you touched on something very important and obviously you've been affected. Yes. Um, and um, and, it's, and it's, it's something we, we all have to deal with in different ways. But uh, people say inappropriate things when you're on your side of the table what do you expect or how what's the best way of supporting somebody in your position in many ways, I really believe that the patients are the experts and they lead the way because there is no truth, there is no light, light rather, in grieving. There's not one size that fits all. And 
you and I are going to be completely different with it when we lose somebody that we adore. I might cry, and tears are not a sign of weakness. I think it's actually a sign of strength. I might need to express myself, whereas you, Wally, would be perhaps more quiet. You're a very proud person. So I would handle you differently. And I think also sometimes men, because of gender thing, they are, there are lots of men's groups. There's just one-on-one support. So I let the person lead the way. I think listening and active listening is a huge key to this. Anyways, we've been talking to Dr. Lee Bingham and Kim Mason, and uh, it's certainly been an important topic, and we thank you so much for coming in and sharing your professional expertise. You're welcome. And, well, thank and you your for personal me. experiences. I think next time we should talk about depression with Leaf fans, because well, God we're, knows. Well, we're going to get you back. <laughs> Anyways, we, we will, uh, it seems sometimes uh, some of the tough stuff we talk about in sports on a day-to-day uh, or a weekly basis seems trivial to what we talked about today. But uh, we will get back into the thick of it next, uh, next week uh, with uh, all our usual sports stuff. But this has certainly been incredibly important, educational, illuminating. And uh, all we can do is, uh, Naz, I'll let you finish. Well, I do want to say thank you very much for both of you, and I want to wish my wife a happy 30th anniversary tomorrow. Aww, You're a smart man, so Naz. That'll get your point. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back next Sunday at 9 a.m. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.